Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program is on tap right now, and we're delighted to be with you. Anybody who does not see the picture that the Joe Biden administration, Barack Obama and everybody else who's doing this to us, is behind putting each and every single one of us in danger, needs to be slapped in the face. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say to, for instance, the 30-odd percent of Pennsylvanians, people in my state, who are hook, line, and sinker with Joe Biden. Who are you? Because at some point, Practicality, reality, living in the here and now and being honest with where we are supersedes political proclivities. I told you, and it is the truth. When the Republican Party put out Mitt Romney and said that guy was our guy, I went to the DMV and I changed my registration. I needed a new driver's license anyway. It was perfect. And I became a libertarian. Now, I have since come back, but Donald Trump did that. Because I'm not going to go along with a party of sock if that's who they believe our leaders should be. I'm not going to go along with people who tell me Steve Scalise is the new messiah. He's the one we all have to rally behind. If you want everything the same way, that's what you do. But there is a a major crisis in this country, and the only people who are rising up to fight back are those 99 House Republicans who say, I want Jim Jordan. I want Jim Jordan. Why do they want that? Stop spending my children's money. $33 trillion. Ladies and gentlemen, they've added 
$5 trillion to our national debt since 2021. And this continuing resolution, which, by the way, all these lackey rhinos who were like, yay, Steve Scalise, right? Who they're voting for. They're voting to push that can down the road to add two more trillion onto it with an omnibus. I mean, at some point, you got to go to rehab. At some point, you got to have an intervention. Democrats on the other side, they want you addicted. They're like, hey, I got a dealer for you. You ready? Here you go. Meanwhile, we're on the other side saying America's got to get clean. Does anybody out there understand why we are so hated across the planet? Even though we're the ones who apparently are supposed to jump to the rescue when there's a problem, a skirmish, somebody who's being oppressed, some situation. Who rushes to our defense? Who, who comes and bails us out? Oh, that's right. Nobody. I want you to hear two very profound Clips of, of audio at the border. Bill Malusian, Fox, talking about the ridiculousness of the open border and the peril it puts us in. Known terrorists on our government watch lists. We've already gotten 150 out of them. Isn't that great, kids? Well, then there's the flip side of that. Listen. Bill, good morning. Uh, it's a big story. Yeah, Brett, good morning to you. I can tell you for over two years now, Border Patrol agents have been telling us they've got extreme concerns about who is crossing our southern border, primarily because so many agents have been pulled off the front lines to instead focus on processing. And that then leaves gaps in our border where we simply have nobody out on patrol. And the numbers are startling. We'll start with the terror watch list numbers. Fiscal year 2023 so far, 151 people on the FBI's terror watch list have been arrested by Border Patrol agents while they were crossing illegally here at our southern border. That is the highest number on record. It's also higher than the previous six years combined. The highest number under Trump was six. We got 151 this year so far. Now, the Biden administration says, well, that shows they're catching more people, right? Not exactly. We'll talk about the gotaways. CBP sources telling us since President Biden took office, there have been well over 1.5 million known gotaways at our southern border. These are illegal immigrants who are crossing the border and are seen on cameras or sensors, but Border Patrol doesn't have the manpower to get to them, so they successfully get into the United States without capture. For perspective, that is a population size bigger than the city of Dallas, Texas, that has successfully snuck across our border and gotten into the United States without apprehension. It's enough people to fill up 16 Rose Bowls in Pasadena, California. 151 known terrorists on the terrorism watch list. That's who they've caught. 1.5 million gotaways. How many slipped through the cracks? Now, these numbers are truly staggering. Listen to the numbers of Special interest migrants. What does that mean? Well, these are people who come from countries that sponsor terror. Why would they be coming here? Because they just love the red, white, and blue, right? Because they can't wait to be a part of this melting pot. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to go with no on a fair number of them. Here's Bill Malusian, number two. 
We also got some brand new internal CBP data leaked to us this morning from CBP sources. If we can pull this graphic up, uh, this data showing that thousands of so-called special interest aliens have been arrested by Border Patrol while crossing at our southern border illegally over the last two years. These special interest countries are what the federal government determines countries or, or uh, conditions that favor terrorism or could potentially pose a threat to the United States. But you can see these countries, thousands from Afghanistan, more than 600 from Iran, more than 160 from Lebanon, the home of Hezbollah, more than 500 people from Syria, the home of ISIS, more than 130 from Yemen, home of the Houthi rebels. And former Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott, who served under both President Trump and President Biden says when Border Patrol agents encounter these people, they basically have no way of knowing who they are. Take a listen. An open border allowing anybody to come in is a national security threat. This administration keeps wanting to talk about we're vetting people coming in. That's just simply not true. We have very little information on the, the people across this entire globe. And to of vetting these people from these so-called special interest countries. I'm told unless they've got a criminal record in the United States already or they're on some sort of federal watch list, there's no way for Border Patrol to find out about any possible criminal record. That's because these home countries that they're coming from, mostly in the Middle East, they don't share their records or their data with the United States. So when Border Patrol agents run their names or try to run their fingerprints, there's literally nothing there for them to compare it to. So obviously major concern, uh, security concerns down here. I mean, so shocking. Wait, the, their, their home countries aren't cooperating. They're just emptying out their prisons in Venezuela. Mental institutions. You're not allowed to say that. They are what they are. Go to America. Beat it. Now on your journey, make sure you terrorize every inch of land along the way. And the people had to be perfect, right? We're not going to, we're not going to play with you, America. How do you negotiate with with terror? How do you negotiate with countries that sponsor terror? You have a closed border. I'm just going to put that out there, reminding you, of course, that this government, which hasn't vetted, hasn't tracked, hasn't done a whole lot of anything with millions of people who've come across our border. This is the same government that wants to know if you spend six hundred and one dollars on Craigslist, on a new washing machine. This is the same country that wants to know every detail about how you spend your money. They want you on a digital ID. They want you on a vaccine ID. Don't need ID to vote because that's racist. But every other reason why, you better believe it. This is the country that wants to censor what you say, what kind of information you can get that works in conjunction with social media technology companies to silence you, to punish you, to push a narrative of suck, the likes of which I'm pretty sure the majority of us had no idea how monstrous and deep and dark it was. This is the same government that puts out the welcome mat Lies to your face and says Kamala Harris is somehow in charge. The woman is an idiot. She's there because she checks boxes. And isn't that an insult to every single person out there who might be a black woman who's talented? 
We're just going to choose the people we've already bribed, people we've already got dirt on. Feels like that's where we are. Is it not all based on bribes and blackmail? Kind of feels like that. And you're footing the bill. My goodness. Wait until you hear Rand Paul. Or Rand Paul dropping some information yesterday that we were like, wait, what? We're actively funding the Taliban. Oh, yeah. And have been for years. Bet you didn't know that. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So to anybody paying attention to the machinations of the House vote for Speaker today, pay close attention to any of the voices who want to jump out and tell you, oh, the Republicans, how what a joke they are. The struggle for the survival of this country rests in the hands of about 100 Republicans who are saying we're done. We're done with the, the good old boys club. We're done with the status quo. We're done with kicking the can down the road. We're done with bankrolling the uh, wars in other countries. We're done with bankrupting grandchildren that we haven't even met yet. And this has unfortunately been going on for years. I want you to hear Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, an unwavering conservative. Thank goodness we can get behind him. This is what he has to say about, oh, yeah, did you know that we've been paying to uh, Afghanistan? We've been paying not only the $83 billion in equipment and whatnot we left behind. Eh, nobody will use that. Mm-hmm. The next day, the Taliban flying our helicopters around. Right. We're doing more than that. And we've been doing more than that. Why are we paying terrorists? Audio soundbite one. Now we're in this situation that Israel needs emergency aid. How will you deal with that? What is your recommendation? The same way I always have is that I'm all for the aid. In fact, we had this debate about a year ago with Democrats. Uh, they wanted a billion dollars more for Iron Dome. And I said, sure, I'm for that. Let's take it from a fund that we're funding the Taliban with. There's still a couple billion dollars out there that we are the Afghan reconstruction fund that's going to the Taliban, to people who are not our friends, who are our enemies Why? in Afghanistan. I don't understand that. Why are we funding the Taliban? They think that somehow when you give money to your enemies, it makes them less of an adversary. We still give money to the Palestinian Authority. We give money to the PL. So what I would say is, sure, let's fund whatever Israel needs now, but let's take it from funds that we're sending to countries that don't like us, that burn our flag, that chant into America. Why are we giving money to people who hate us? So let's give it to our friends if need be, but let's make sure we take it from somewhere else in the budget. And that may or may not make me very popular, but I insist on this all of the time. And if you don't do it, that's why you wind up with a $33 trillion debt. That is what we are fighting against. That is not what Steve Scalise is fighting against. Steve Scalise does not vote in a fiscally conservative way. These people, rhino uniparty Republicans, have enabled Democrats to bankrupt us. And they're not done yet. There is no limit to the amount of money that belongs to other people that these folks won't spend. Now, wait a minute. Is it possible the Biden administration couldn't possibly know that they're funding the Taliban, right? Go. 
Well, I mean, has the administration commented on the fact that we've been funding, giving money to the Palestinian Authority? I have these battles all the time. I've battled the head of Senate Foreign Relations over this many times on the floor over whether we should still be giving money to the Taliban, whether we still should be giving money to the Palestinians. So years ago, I introduced the first bill that would have gotten rid of these martyr payments where people who were blowing themselves up and blowing up Israeli civilians were getting payments, but it was coming out of a fund that the U.S. government was funding this fund. So I was the first one to introduce that, and they got rid of some of the payments, but some of those payments are still going to the Palestinians, and I'm for eliminating all of that foreign aid to the Palestinian Authority. Now, do you think if this was common knowledge, if this was out there all the time, do you think people would put together the pieces of this puzzle? Do you believe that we would awaken some people and they would say, oh, my goodness, how is that even possible? How is it possible that we... Who, who love freedom, who love peace, who, who will agree to disagree and get along with each other by and large, how is it that we are funding evil? Well, because your government is evil. This whole system in this country is predicated on the most disgusting labyrinth of blackmail, of bribes, of people basically browbeaten into voting this way or that because that's the way the system works. Why do you think every single person on the left side of the aisle does the exact same thing? There is no deviation. You must or you are eliminated. You like it here? You like that cushy job? You like the insider trading? You like all the tips? You like misusing funds? Because you know they do. Well, gravy train ends, y'all, and you're going to have to actually go out and work. Unless, of course, you do as we say. What? Now, I'd run long in this segment, but I got something I got to drop on you at the top of the next one. You think they're bad with our money in that regard? Giving it away to terrorists. Well, what about giving it away to people connected to basically the murder of children? Because that's what that's what's going on too. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Wait, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. If dollars and cents don't talk to you, if, if basic financing, basic economics, basic bank balancing, right? If that doesn't speak to you, how about this? How about Fauci? Dr. Doom. He is Dr. Doom. What kind of person kills puppies? What kind of person experiments on children a special kind of frankenstein and that's what we have did you guys know that apparently he was still in charge of 26 billion dollars in federal grant money during covid even though a special provision that required a congressional investigation into job well done or not was just kicked down the road by javier becerra and the health and human services folks listen to this And this is out of Washington 
Eastern Washington Congresswoman Kathy McMorris Rogers. She says Secretary Becerra has failed to follow the Constitution and the law to respectfully reappoint 14 senior officials at the National Institutes of Health, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, when their terms expired in December 2021. And as a result, those 14 NIH officials held unlawful positions and exercised authority they didn't have, such as approving $26 billion in grant money. So there was a provision, there was a, a thing put into place that said, hey, we're in the midst of a health crisis. Let's tap the brakes and make sure that the people who are supposedly responsible for a hell of a lot of our money, $26 billion, that's three walls, right? When Donald Trump was asking for the money, $26 billion, let's tap the brakes. Let's reevaluate who these people are, the job that they've been doing before we recertify them and grant them further access to the funds. Instead, they just did it anyway. Fauci and company, $26 billion. Some of it went to EcoHealth Alliance, you guys. And what's that again? Oh, that's right. That's the conduit through which your money traveled to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where we didn't do gain-of-function research. Yeah, you did, liar. Make a virus more virulent and go, poof, somehow it's on everybody. Oh, get your shot. These people believe they are... Above reproach, you little peons. They're going to keep tapping into your money and keep spending it this way and that way, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, but there is, because there's 99 House Republicans fighting right now to put it to, cl- to a close. Stop with the spending. Not complicated. Why is it so complicated? Oh, maybe they're getting rich off of it. Huh. I want you to think about this. The ever-growing reality that your government sucks. I want you to hear this audio soundbite with John Kirby, one of Joe Biden's White House spokespeople. He's on News Nation. And the guy on News Nation, good for him, holds his feet to the fire. You know, we've got Americans. The the death toll now in Israel is 22. And there are how many more who are missing? We don't even know how many we, we can't get. Are they being held hostage? Have we not found their bodies? Where are they? And where is the effort from the United States government to do whatever it can to get them out? They tell us, Joe Biden, there's no there's no bigger priority than the American people. He'll do whatever he can. Well, no, you won't because you aren't. And I want you to listen to this exchange specifically about flying home and rescuing American citizens stranded in Israel. Listen. I want to start with the efforts to get Americans out of Israel right now. I think Senator Josh Hawley sort of summed it up what what many people are asking. Here's a a social media post he, he put out. He said, quote, for the second time in two years, Americans are stranded in a war zone. What's the plan to get them out? How can you answer that question? 
Well, a couple of things here. First of all, uh, commercial flights are still going in and out of Ben Gurion Airport, so that's always an option for those who may want to leave. There are still some viable ground routes, uh, and we're exploring many other options as well uh, uh, to see if there's uh, other things that we could do to help Americans who want to leave. Um, there are many Americans who uh, live and work in Israel. Uh, for many of them, it's home, and uh, and they don't want to leave. Uh, so we are we are mindful, though, that, that there could be some uh, who using the commercial options or the ground route options are either yep. not feasible or affordable. And so we are actively exploring other options. I hear you uh, actively exploring and that there's commercial and, and ground options, John, but Fiji, Hungary, and South Korea have already used airlines to evacuate people out. Canada and Germany have announced evacuation flights in the coming days. So how is it that we are seemingly behind several countries on this front? I think I would take issue with you that we're behind anybody here. Uh, we have been exploring options and continue to do that. And I would just say stay tuned. I think we'll have more to say very soon about uh, what some of those options are going to look like. American United Delta, um, are, are you speaking with them about, you know, sort of contract work and, and getting people home? Yeah, again, I think just stay tuned. And I think you'll hear more very soon about uh, some of these options. Stay tuned. We're working it out. That's code for we haven't done jack. We don't care. Don't you see? We don't care. How many times do we have to show you? We don't care. There are no flights, John. And so what are you doing? We're doing a whole lot of zero. We're going to lie to you. I'm even going to cry. John Kirby does on CNN. It's just... I'm sorry, I just am overwhelmed, though there's no tear coming out of my eye. It's just too much. Well, what are you doing? Because somebody who is emotional to the point of tears about horror quickly jumps to the holy smokes. We got to get our people out. Except that doesn't happen with these people. So thank goodness there is Florida Congressman Corey Mills doing what the government will not. They'll spend billions of dollars, funnel it through Anthony Fauci to go create a virus and lie about it. They'll give it to the Taliban. They'll give it to Iran, right? But they won't save your life if you get screwed and are put in danger, or your house burns down, or your family's incinerated, or a, a hazardous train car spills over, and some moron says, you know what, I think the best thing to do here is light it up. That What could possibly go wrong? I mean, right? There's got to be a breeze coming soon. It'll just go somewhere else. They don't care. Beyond that, they actively Hate you. Period. New York Post headline, Florida Representative Corey Mills flies to Israel to rescue 32 Americans trapped amid fighting. Here you go. You've got an Iraq war veteran who has done more since Saturday than your federal government who wants you on the hook for whatever BS relief package they want to pass to help Israel. Okay. 
Florida Representative Corey Mills, an Iraq war veteran, helped rescue 32 Americans trapped in Israel after it came under attack from Hamas terrorists over the weekend. A Republican told Fox News on Wednesday that he flew into the Jewish nation to help get the U.S. citizens back home. It is an amazing thing that you can actually do something that doesn't suck. Mills, who served with the 82nd Airborne Division while deployed in Iraq, said he was unable to share more details about the rescue mission or its location due to operational concerns and constraints. I get that. You might have to go back in. You don't want to blow the lid on your processes. He did tell the station, though, that some of the Americans he led to safety had become stuck in areas of the country that now lack a, quote, permissible environment for a full escape. Well, hey, if if you didn't get on Corey Mills' plane, it's okay because just hang tight. John Kirby says that stay tuned. They're exploring their options. I'm sure it'll come soon. Uh Uh-huh. Lawmaker decided to go to Israel. After noticing the Biden administration had not announced any of the on the ground plans to bring U.S. citizens home the way other countries have. He did the same thing with trapped individuals in Afghanistan in 2021 because the Biden administration sucked then, too. Right. I went in and I was very thankful to be able to get for the second time, by the way, I'll just add, be able to help. The Biden administration, which has failed to do their jobs, he said. The first time I did it was in 2021 when I conducted the very first successful rescue of Americans. But here it is. The second time doing the Biden administration's work because they had no plan. This is what you get when you check boxes. This is what you get when you don't hire good people. This is what you get when Barack Obama gets a third turn. This is what you get when you don't pay attention to election integrity issues in your community. This is what you get when you have a toxic secretary of state who changes the rules on the eve of an election and then feigns. It was a virus. We had to do it. Come on. This is what you get. When you vote for Steve Scalise, this is what you get when you vote for a Democrat. You heard the former Islamic terrorist extremist say that, right? We like the left because they have no morals. They have no values. They're running around chasing stupid crap. Like allowing your child to chop off body parts or stitch new ones on is called gender affirming care. Don't you know? They know that the left's policies are strictly of suck. So here you go. A war veteran doing the job of the government. I think it's about time, he says, that the American people put a lid on the disastrous administration that continues to fail in their plan and their strategy to be able to get the Americans out or to take into account the foreign policy situation that they actually create that leads to these types of incidents, he said. Biden, of course, saying Americans are likely among the people abducted by Hamas militants. And that now we know 22 Americans are among the dead. Wasn't there a time when one of us, one person, one hostage, one death 
was one too many and we actually had government that had a pair? Not anymore because they don't care. And uh, we're paying for it. Uh-huh. Feels good, doesn't it? How about this story? America the mediocre. That's what we're fast-tracking. Some college admissions test scores. Oh, boy. Chickens coming home to roost, friends, in the next generation of political activists. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. This is the theme song for college students. Yeah, I can't. I can't spell either. Is there anyone home? How about math? No. Show your work. That's racist. What? This is, this is the world we live in. Our kids are so screwed, it's not even funny. Look, being a parent has always been a complicated thing, and I'm not going to tell you it's changed. It's gotten more complicated in the world of social media, I'll give you that. But to make sure your kids aren't eating the indoctrination biscuits being left in their, in their wake, right? In colleges and universities, even in high schools, where the failure begins. See, conservatives are about school choice. We believe that if schools get X amount of dollars from the government, a.k.a. you, why shouldn't parents, moms, dads, guardians have the ability to choose where their child is educated? If you're in a school of suck and you're stuck there because that's what Democrats want, they want to perpetuate the cycle of suck. And you're like, hey, I want to go to the Catholic school down the road. I want a cyber school. I want a home school. I should have those costs covered, too. Republicans are all for that. Democrats aren't. Why? Huh. Because your kids are cogs in a wheel. Means to an end. Future clone troopers. Future Democrats who can all vote in block. Don't think for yourself. Don't ask any questions. We'll tell you what's going on. God, it sounds so free, doesn't it? I love that. I'll totally vote for Bob Casey. How about this story? Redstate.com. College admission test scores dropped to their lowest level in 30 years. And what do you think the media has blamed? <laughs> Rather than being like, Houston, we have a problem. The propaganda wing of the Democrat, socialist, Marxist, communist left blames COVID. Okay, it's been three years. Can we find a new dead horse to beat? So here we go. Fact. High school student scores on the ACT college admissions test have dropped to their lowest level in more than three decades, revealing a shocking, not so shocking, rather, lack of student preparedness for college level coursework. This is according to the nonprofit organization that administers the test. Now, the narrative will be. That many in the so-called mainstream media rush to blame the decline in ACT scores on the COVID pandemic. Well, we really fell behind. Well, who the hell was telling us to keep our kids home? That'd be Randy Weingarten, right? She's your union. She's your teacher's union hack. She checks a couple boxes, right? She's been working with the folks in... Where's she been going? Oh, that's right, Ukraine. She's more interested in spending your money educating kids in Ukraine than she is addressing this issue, which is prompted by her and others of her ilk. 
Of course, given the hell-bent drive in the public school system across America to lower educational expectations of students, nothing says America the mediocre quite like that. Minimum graduation requirements being lowered. We're cutting the expectations of students with science, technology, engineering, and math. Don't show your work. Are we at all surprised? Even the ACT website puts heavy emphasis on the pandemic as the main culprit behind the steady decline in student college admission test scores. Why don't you just tell the truth? Why don't you just ever once say, you know, ah, I know we suck. We told your kids that they were vectors of disease. We had Rochelle Walensky go out there and be very worried. Look, we have many kids and they live in multi-generational families. We can't have them running around willy-nilly, licking doorknobs, sucking face with each other, getting infected. Keep them home. Even though anybody who knew anything about this was saying, "Mm, the people we need to protect are those that are are older and those who have compromised immune systems. You know, like Sweden did. You know, like the Amish did. But we didn't. Approximately 1.3 million students in U.S. high schools graduating class of 2022 took the ACT test. The national average composite score for the graduating class of 2022 is 19.8 down from 20.5 for the graduating class of 2021. Lowest score since 1991. 35% of the ACT-tested graduated class took the ACT more than once, as compared to 32% of the year before them. They knew their score sucked. Oh, snap. I got to do it again. 32% of ACT-tested graduates of the class of 2022 met at least three of the four ACT college readiness benchmarks. 42% of them, however, met none of them. Right? So we can go out there and say, look, one in three. They did great. They hit three out of four of the, of the readiness benchmarks. Behind door number two, though, kind of sucks. 42% are going... But that's COVID. I mean, that virus. That's just, it can't, we can't shake it. I mean, thank goodness we got vaccinated at least. 22% were able to meet all four of the ACT college readiness benchmark. So America, the mediocre, America, the average, America, the dullard. I mean, with senators like John Fetterman, and Mitch McConnell, what, what are we actually setting the bar for? Certainly not exceptionalism, certainly not acute brain power, certainly not great entrepreneurial prowess. We are perpetuating a generation of suck. And it's happening right under our noses as college, of course, is getting off the charts expensive. But wait, you know, it really is terrible when the bandwagon boomerang comes back and hits you in the face. Um, Harvard, hi, your virtue's calling. Wait for it. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program coming up next.